Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello there, welcome to a brand new Arsblog Arscast, right here on Arsblog.com. It's been a strange kind of a week, the high of Barcelona evaporated somewhat by a last-minute equaliser against Leighton Orient in the FA Cup. And then a win against Stoke, which is always welcome, and you'll never hear me talking down a win against those long-throw, hoofing, hyper-mega global cunts. But it was... I suppose the sheen was taken off. And not that there was much sheen, because it was, in fairness, a shit game. It wasn't much to look at, not much of a performance. It wasn't scintillating or exciting in any way. It was just stoke. But anyway, it was marred somewhat by the injuries to Cesc Fabregas and to Theo Walcott, both of whom will miss the Carling Cup final, which is a bit of a shame for both of them. We'll touch more on that game a little bit later on. Uh, with team news and all that kind of stuff. But it is a busy show. There's plenty to get through between now and the end. Joining me in a few moments' time uh, will be comedian and Arsenal fan Dara O'Brien. He's followed a bit later on by Tim Payton from the Arsenal Supporters Trust, uh, who'll be giving us a rundown on the predicted uh, interim financial results, which uh, have suggested we might make a loss. And he'll be along to talk a bit about that and what it all means. Uh, As well as that, we've got R. Shavin, Uh, We've got some internet, Joe, and the usual bits and pieces uh, as we look ahead to a Wembley date. And it's kind of a momentous day, too, in the the life of Arsblog. I'll explain to you why uh, a little bit later on as well. So, anyway, since the last Arscast and this Arscast, well, we had Leighton Orient in the Cup. And, well, you know, you make 10 changes from a team that beat Barcelona. It's always going to be a struggle for them to find any kind of fluency and play particularly well. Now, you'd expect them to do better, maybe against a team like Orient. However... For our boys, it was just another day at the office. For the Orient boys, they were promised a trip to Las Vegas. On the chairman, all expenses paid, bit of the old howdy-doody, few hands of blackjack, some CSI, and then back home again. So they had extra motivation for that. We should have won the game. Rosicki header should be enough to win any game. They're fairly rare, you would have to say, Rosicki headers. I'm not sure I can remember one in an Arsenal shirt, before. Nevertheless, um, their guy tricked through uh, Gibbs and Mikel and uh, put a shot through Almunia's legs. And there you go, 1-1 and uh, an FA Cup replay. But to me, replays are just very much part of the FA Cup. We could have done without it, for sure. Nevertheless, we'll get on with it. And it's another chance for the guys who don't play as regularly as the rest of them, to show what they can do. And, you know, the more that they get these chances to show what they can do, you know, 
you, you might start thinking slightly negatively, but you have to put it in perspective. Ten of them came in, and, you know, if you make three or four changes, I, I suggest the team would be a bit better. Uh, but ten, bah, didn't happen. Anyway, we're still in the cup. The quadruple is still on, for now. And then we had Stoke in midweek, and, well, it was just a pretty horrible game of football. It was the yin to the Barcelona yang, which was two open teams trying to play attractive, attacking football. And then there was Arsenal against Stoke. And we took an early lead. Skilachi header, Bentner cross. That's two assists for Bentner now in the last two games for headers for players you wouldn't normally expect. And Stoke in the first half, they were very, very timid, I thought, for Stoke. Um, they were quite timid indeed. They didn't really come out of their own half. They got everyone behind the ball, apart from Period Neck, who had one shot, which uh, Chesney saved. Uh, and apart from that, it was not much happened. We had lots of the ball, didn't do anything with it. In the second half, clearly Pulis had a word in, in the dressing room in the second half. And I think that word was, hurt them. That's two words. But it's safe to assume he might have used two words not just one in his halftime team talk, uh, because they came out and got a bit stuck in, and there was a foul by Carew on Juru, and then there was Delap on Sanya, and they were just a bit more feisty and a bit more stoky, you would have to say. And apart from one header, I think from a Delap throw, that I think it was Huth that got to it, they didn't really do an awful lot. There was the pennant free kick, but uh, Chesney had that covered, and, um, and that was that, 1-0. But it was all very underwhelming because of the injuries uh, to Sesk and to Theo, who went over on his ankle, and Sesk, who came off after about 10, 15 minutes, um, knowing that he'd done his hamstring again. And initially, uh, the, the diagnosis was quite bad. It was sort of two to three weeks. Now we're hearing that perhaps it won't be two to three weeks, uh, but he's a bit short for the final on Sunday, which is a real shame. I think everybody feels very sorry for him because I think we all know how much it means to him to uh, lead the team, to be the captain of the team, the captain of the club, and how much it would mean for him uh, to lead the team out and play at Wembley and win a trophy. However, in the short term, it's a pain. In the long term, there are still three other titles that he could win this season. The FA Cup, we're still in the Champions League, and uh, we're in there fighting for the league title just a point behind Manchester United. So we have to take the sensible approach. And as heartbreaking as it might be in the short term, let's hope that it leads to uh, better things in the medium to longer term. And um, there you go. So that was that. That was the week. Not much else. So here's Internet Joe. Oi, oh, Internet Joe. Here's me 32nd roundup. FA Cup, Leighton Orient. Sounds like a failed heavyweight. <laughs> First half. Second half, Rizitsky goal! What is this? A month of Sundays? Should win this now easy? Almonia, make like every girl I know and close your bleeding legs! Stoke, I hate this country, fucking hate them so much! Skilaji, get in there! Sask, no! Teo, no! We win! But the injuries! <laughs> oh, I'm so confused! More from Internet Joe on next week's Arscast. Still to come, Tim Payton from the AST. We'll have some Arshavin, and we'll be looking ahead, of course, to the Carling Cup final. Small matter of a trophy to win this weekend and all that. Uh, but now I'm delighted to welcome back to the show Arsenal fan and comedian Dara O'Brien. Hi there. How are you? How are you? You up? Good, thanks. Now, the last time we, we spoke, you were doing a column for The Guardian, um, yeah. in which there was plenty of repartee, shall we say. Uh, do you miss that at all, or is Twitter providing I, you with all I, the football interaction you need? 
I kind of get enough of it. I didn't miss the 300 uh, scathing comments at the bottom of every week. Uh, it was astonishing to me how when I, because I wrote it with a view of right, I'm a fan, so I'll write general things and I would, they will, they will come forward from the specific observation of an Arsenal thing into the more general observation of, hey, when you're a fan, isn't it maddening when? This, that, or the other. But every one of the people that commented just said, why is it always about Arsenal? And never saw any of the general points that I felt I was making. So, frankly, the ones I look back on most fondly is the one about the Irish women's bobsay team. The one that really kicked stuff off for me was I wrote about Stoke, and uh, a man you and I both know via Twitter, I don't know if you know him personally, John Cross in the Mirror, mm-hmm. um, has had a similar experience, which is apparently if you write about Stoke, the people of Stoke get really angry, particularly oh. if you correctly characterise their team as a blundering group of Neanderthals who have only who don't even have a root. Oh, I mean, horrible, absolutely vile. They, uh, so uh, yeah, I've had two injuries that came from that weren't from injuries. I don't even have a sense of a proper outrage. But, uh, I was dreading this game for this exact reason. I don't think I can't even be outraged about it. Anyway, mm. we're really pleased about Stoke, and that still rumbles on. People are just for writing out the word shop because he's not that type of player. Well, Stoke, I mean, we had them uh, midweek, and like you say, there isn't even the outrage that the injuries were caused by, by something yes, terrible yes. that they did. Um, but they are horrible to watch. And, 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 and there was no, like, I have not seen a stadium deflate as quickly. Um, because initially, I mean, Walker hit the post within four seconds. Uh, and then we scored a goal, and this is fantastic, and then we're going to be cantering through this. Uh, and obviously, in typical fashion, we don't. But the, uh, not since the Champions League game, where the two, against the United, where the two goals went in really quickly. Mm. And we went from waving our brand new scarves to just sitting there wanting the clock to run down. The, um, I've not seen a game I, I say just go Fum. and even they all went on the pitch all the team players went Fump. and it was really obvious that we, we were just it was, it was like it was like there'd been a, a, like a bad injury, like, a, like, like the Birmingham game like, you know mm. we're, we're moving along and all of a sudden Fump, shoulders just drop you know and it was uh, and it was awful they, uh, so, so still at this point waiting to hear the news I was supposed to be meeting Sesk today because he was guesting on a panel show, a Sky panel show called League of Their Own, uh, and he was the guest on it, and they lured me on to doing it again with the promise of Sesk. Sesk is not doing it, obviously, today. Apparently, cliche is. Oh. There's, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I know. Arshavan, yes, I can see that. And <laughs> um, Shezny, Shezny is destined for this stuff. Shezny's going to be on every TV show in the world eventually. Like it's certainly just it's just balls out funny, like. mm. but um, but Kishi's quite quiet, and I wouldn't have thought he was. I think he's more more of a laugh alonger than anything else, Kishi. I mean, yeah, that's a strange choice, all right. I would like to see Arshavan did question of sport, I think. Yeah, he did do question of sport um, with with very little English, as far as I remember, and sat there almost completely in silence. <laughs> but you know, happy to be there. Um, but um, I, but you know, we all know Wojciech is going to be a bit of a character. The Twitter stuff is brilliant, isn't it? It is genius. It's genius. I mean, is it a brown little plane? No, it's actually called for Chelsea. Yeah, they go. It's legendary. That's, you know, I'd be delighted with that. Yeah, I mean, to do it, though, at, at, at his age, and, and as a guy who's only just sort of emerged into the team, I mean, we, yeah. we hear all the time about his self-confidence, etc., but I mean, it's beyond Bentner, surely. Yeah, absolutely. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. But Ben is all about himself. You know, ben, yeah, ben is confidence is entirely, you know, like, I mean, we, the, the, the amount of times you go, oh, there goes the third best striker in the world. Um, <laughs> and Bettner hoops another one. The, uh, I mean, the shots to goals ratio for Bettner, I said he was in the Guardian uh, today, uh, it's like 0.15 or something like that. For Van Persie, it's 0.7. And for Messi, it's 1.1. But somehow, Bettner still remains the third greatest striker in the world, uh, in Bettner's world. It's, yeah, a, it's a happy gone. world. Ben is going to go. Ben is going to go. Isn't he at the end of the year? I don't think so. I mean, I think I quite like him. I have to say, I know he's a bit clumsy and oafish yeah. at times, but I quite, I quite like him. Um, but but he's, he's a galoot at times, but he then does pop up and score every so. Like most of the goals he scored, actually, as a YouTube reel, he's been really good again this year. Mm. He's not going the off the arse ones that he was. He, he's knocking them in. From you know, I mean, and that one where he clipped it with a pocket and then knocked it with a back foot, you know, the one against Leeds Ipswich. or Ipswich, Ipswich yeah. um, that's a great goal. Like I mean, so, yeah, he can do it. <laughs> so there's a lot of you know, and there's also if he pulled the ball back against Barcelona uh, to Van Persie, uh, we could have been three one up. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there, there is an you know, and I'm not saying he didn't see it. People have seen it. I mean, this thing doesn't happen fast. But the uh, but man, have you done that? Cause imagine being three one. Yeah, that, that's for the realm of of, of I got to see. Wasn't it yeah. quite quite some night though? That 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 Barcelona game and the Barcelona uh, you know. was phenomenal. Best one of the best again. One of the best. We in the Emirates. Those of us who regularly got to attend just friends that went to the Emirates. Where I think it was generally viewed as it's up there, if not better than the one against United, when Henri scored with the header in the uh, next time. Mm. The, uh, that would be the only time you heard that noise off. It. But and that noise is the whole way through. It was. It was. It was pretty fantastic. The, uh, um, and it was good that we had late noise just to just to calm our nerves. Bring us just back to down get, to earth. Yeah, just in case we lost the run of ourselves. You know, there was there was Almunia ready to ready to basically repel gravity. Um, <laughs> which is his, his his enormous gift is to fight one of the fundamental forces of nature. He his term of velocity is half of what it is for normal men. <laughs> just can't get down. Just cannot you know can't fall as quickly as other human beings. Almunia to block a ball. He, but you know, he, it, it, it's always been near post low has always been his peg. Mm. And you kind of go, well, of all the places, that is, you know, just your weight uh, will get you there. Just inevitably, you'll get there if you just don't stop yourself going there. So <laughs> why is that so difficult to, you know? You're constantly being tugged towards the near post anyway by the planet. Mm. So why is that so difficult to do when there's a man advancing? Well, yeah. one for science. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And listen, I know he may have discovered an amazing new, amazing new particle, the um, uh, alunite, which is <laughs> the world's lightest metal. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, but it was a, um, no, I, I'm not worried about the, uh, the latent game because, well, I won't be around for the, the, the thing. I'm away working, unfortunately. But I, I don't think they'll do it in the, I, I, I think latent's motivation is done because you can't offer them a second trip to Vegas. Yeah, where do you go, go from there? Gamora? Yeah, you, you, yeah, exactly. I, I know it's like you could play an old Trafford, but you're in the Emirates, like so. Mm. You know, frankly, oh, you know, you've done that. Go take a few photographs of yourself. The um, and uh, it's a um, not only that, also because Ramsey will be back for that one. I don't think he's allowed to play because he was uh, he was on loan with another club for the first leg, so he's not eligible, unfortunately. Oh, you're joking! Hang no. on, in the FA Cup. Yeah. Because he was at Cardiff when the first game was played, so he's not eligible for the uh, for the for the replay. 
That's how that's it works. interesting, because the website did let on. The website implied that he'd been penciled in for a return on it. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's, that's uh-huh. why it's working, which is unfortunate. Yeah. But uh, it'll be good to see him back. Yeah, oh, I was all about how sentimental that was going to be. Mm. Well, he'll yeah. have the next round. He'll have the next round. Um, the, the, uh, the return leg in Barcelona, uh, looking forward yeah. to that? Enormously. I mm. have blagged tickets, which I uh, looked up in, in that nerdy way, went to the stadium plan just to get the full anticipation. I am block one, seat three, uh, which uh, means that it's, it, the way it's numbered is, if somebody has to throw a pig's head at Luis Figo, I am in exactly the seat to do that. It is right on the corner flag. I have no idea if this means a very bad seat or very good seat, because it could be just one of these stadiums where it will just be legs. It will just be a flurry of legs, and I won't see anything at all. I've, really. I've never been that low down in it, but I have been relatively low down. I think the view is, is pretty good. But I know people who've got seats that, low in the, uh, that close in the Emirates, and they can see nothing. You know, you get a general swoop of, oh, it's great to be there, don't get me wrong. But, like, you don't, you, you certainly don't get to see the shapes and the patterns mm. um, pan out. So, uh, um, there is a, so uh, I, I, I'm not sure. It could be, it could be a terrible thing, but it could be wonderful. Who knows? But, the, but it, is, it is. You will see me if either team run to that corner um, with, with two minutes on the clock to wind down. <laughs> uh, and I would either be screaming at Messi uh, or I would be cheering on Cesc or whoever uh, at that stage, Nazi presumably. Yeah. The, uh, so so that, is, that is a point to keep an eye out for me, roaring uh, and throwing a pig's head out onto the pitch. And you and could actually, tackle as well if you wanted. If it was, you, I, know. you know, I could probably make the, make the, 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 the leap. You know, what's, what's the word? I'd ban from the, from the new camp. I, yeah, you know, probably I, forever, yeah. but... Possibly, I use a good stadium. Yeah, do you think that would that carry through to other stadia? Would I get banned from? Maybe, the, uh, yeah. But you know, it'd be quite a string to add to your bowl if we went up the other end and scored. Yeah, well, I'm not expecting to, to like get the ball and dribble it. The, uh, but the uh, but maybe just hoof it. Yeah. But the um, yeah, I, <laughs> and uh, and and then they can latch on to as we speak. Koscielny's out, Van Persie's out, Thiers out, and um, and and Cesc is out. Bring your you boots. Think, yeah, it, it's, you know, I mean, Nasri just needs to do one thing, and then we're just relying on Arshava to essentially juggle the ball. Wiltshire, who's decided to start dribbling now. Do you know what it's like? You've had a child. It's like the thing of every day they're doing something new. <laughs> every day there's a new word. Every day, you know, the first four swing steps. Every day is an exciting new journey at that age. Wiltshire's like that. He's now dribbling. I just think, what, what else is he going to start doing? All he needs is start doing 30-yard shots, screamers into the net. Mm. And he attempted one against, um, uh, against what they called Stoke, uh, last night. And, you know, there's just how many strings are there going to be on this bow? He's phenomenal. Speaking of defenders that are injured, you were yeah. one of the last people to see Thomas Vermaelen alive I and did, in, in I the flesh. I seen Thomas Vermaelen. Live and in the wild, yes. yes. And he wasn't wearing any weird shoes, and that was in December. I, I did a charity event, an after dinner at a charity event for it was a charity organised by the players' wives, which is Alan's wife, uh, RVT's wife, and Sesk's wife. Um, the names of whom I've forgotten now. Carl, I think it's Sesk, Mrs. Mm. Uh, and um, and they did a the thing, and I ran around like a idiot getting photographs of them all, including Romanen, who seemed to be in good form mm. and seemed to be relatively healthy. I think, you know, that he's slacking. But the uh, but he and he was all a bit rueful and well, maybe maybe in January. 
Yeah, but here we are. Here we are in February, and it's coming. What was that like doing the gig in front of the Arsenal players? Because I know that you know most of them speak pretty good English, but I can imagine there were the nuances of your humour were lost, perhaps on Ibuwe, for example. Yeah, no, Ibuwe hadn't a clue. I went up to Ibuwe and and because I had to get a photograph off Ibuwe, wanted to get the hug, but he wasn't offering them at the time. Oh. But the um, uh, it was uh, a Ibuwe. I don't doubt it at all. Song. Look slightly bewildered because I started talking about his hair at one stage, mm. uh, and I don't think he particularly got it uh, either. Uh, a lot of the uh, Carlos Vela looked a bit bewildered at the back of the room too. But then again, you know, he was looking forward to getting to West Bromwich uh, and <laughs> kicking his career off properly. Um, but the uh, but the, probably the finest moment was um, it wasn't just the current one. It was a, I did a joke. Um, very early where, where I, which I was wondering should I shouldn't I should I shouldn't do it and then when you're out there you just go fuck it uh, and it was uh, I in your honour because the first team's got it here I'm going to perform this joke uh, exactly as you like as you would to you as well the first half of my set is going to be really entertaining and exciting to watch and the second half will be incredibly nerve wracking uh, and uh, and difficult so uh, and that got off uh, Terry Henry who was sitting at the front table this big ooh face which you don't get enough of to be honest <laughs> uh, the big oh you've been zinged face from Terry Henry um, and I think that kind of and then I, I pointed that out and that kind of broke the ice a bit so they, they were all very nice I mean like I think the fact that I was doing a free charity gig for you know for the wives of whoever just meant they all had to pay Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. But it wasn't like, some of those gigs are absolutely nightmare. This, this one was all right. It's not Bob Hope by any stretch of imagination. <laughs> A large Irishman roaring abuse and then walking around and demanding photographs of them all, which I then, uh, you know, tweeted uh, to everyone I know. Yes. Uh, and sent it off like, yeah, because yes. you have to. Well, you have to, of course. A, Absolutely. It's a brewery, for Christ's sake. There's a thing. <laughs> uh, it's a no. classic. It's a classic, that one. Um, he was when, the last one off the field. He was the last one off the field against Stoke. He didn't play against Stoke, but he still runs out, strips off the top, presents it to the people, takes the applause, runs in. It's fantastic. The provider of clothing to many an Arsenal fan, Wembley. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, let's touch very quickly on Wembley um, yeah. against Birmingham on Sunday. You're going, uh, we know how long it's been since Arsenal have uh, won a trophy. Yeah, that, if it just stopped 
that's that. I'm yeah. dreadfully afraid that, you know, in the nature of things, you know, the ball will bounce a different way and somebody else will win, right? And I don't get as frantic as, as the papers do about, well, it's been blank number of years because, you know, we built a stadium in that time, so the counties are things. And fact, frankly, even if we won nothing this year, I'm really enjoying this. It's a really enjoyable year's football that we're watching here. And that doesn't evaporate if we don't have uh, silverware to show for it. Mm. So there's a kind of tendency among football writers to talk about the end game as if this is the only possible joy you could take from it. We'll be collecting a trophy at the end of the year, which is nonsense. Mm. Uh, and uh, and it's sad on the mentality. It's all about the mentality. Sometimes it's not about the mentality. Sometimes it is about the way the ball bounced uh, on the day. Sure. You know, and uh, yeah, and so there's a lot of guff written about this kind of stuff. But the um, I I am less um, supremely confident than I was, given that the two lads are injured. But uh, you, you said supremely confident, so you're just yeah. No, I, I, and the minute I said it, <laughs> <laughs> you're so, somewhat majestically confident now. Or no, I'm, just... I'm actually just the, I'm no. Do you know what I'll be? I will be petrified the entire ninety minutes. There's no matter, you know, now that, you know, we can't go forward, unless we get that lucky fifth goal, the, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to see it. I'm going to be in bits. Like, I, yeah, I, I, I think we should do it, but I, the minute I'm in the stadium, I'll have that, that view. I mean, which apparently now I'm reading a book about paranormal psychology, which talks about uh, the name for the effect by which the, t- the match you watch when your team are playing is very different from the match people watch if it's not their team. Yes, that, um, that makes yeah, sense. I, yeah, we've all, I think, observed that. I will sit petrified every in the ball over the halfway line. Every time some random six foot nine bean pole uh, Birmingham striker wanders towards the uh, uh, over the halfway line, I'll get really petrified. But, well, that's part yeah. of the joy of the game, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? We'll have to wait yeah. and see. Um, Dara, we better leave it there. Thank you very much indeed. Enjoy Wembley and enjoy Barcelona. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Thank you very much indeed to Dara O'Brien. And if I were him, I would certainly patent that Almuniite thing, that particle. It makes so much sense scientifically, logically, everything else explains a lot about Manuel. Uh, if you want to follow him on Twitter, you can do so. It's twitter.com forward slash Dara O'Brien. And if you don't know how to spell that, well, it's exactly the way it sounds if you went to school in Ireland. So there you go. Now, before we move on, here's our Shevin. Hello, I am our Shevin. And uh, this week have uh, okay week because uh, play game in cup against... Uh, don't remember name, uh, team in red, and uh, are going to win game, but uh, they score goal. And after, in dressing room, Almunia is, uh, how do you say, uh, crying. <laughs> and I say, oh, Almunia is okay. Mistake uh, can happen, and uh, next time <laughs> you do this. <laughs> I will rip out your heart with my teeth. Elmunir, stop crying. Then, beat Stoke, and uh, it's always difficult game, because uh, everywhere they see ball. How to explain? Uh, knee is, uh, is ball to kick. Uh, ankle, uh, ball, so kick. Stomach. Ball, kick, but uh, we were um, strong, hand win game. And after, I am passing the uh, stock dressing room. 
And I see big monster who break Ramsey's leg. And I say, hey, big monster who break Ramsey's leg. And he say, oh? And I say, you're cunt. And then from nowhere, little tiny man appear. Say, hey, pick on someone on size. And I say, I will, but he is more my size than you. You are wear glasses and have cap and are like midget Napoleon. And uh, please put clothes on. Don't like your balls. I did not like his balls at all. They were disgusting. They are in my dreams now. We'll have more from Arshavin on another Arscast in the very near future. Now, Arsenal are about to release their interim financial results and with me to discuss uh, the results or the projected results and the implications of them, uh, I'm delighted to welcome back to the show Tim Payton from the Arsenal Supporters Trust. Hi, Tim. Hi there. The AST are predicting that um, Arsenal are going to post a loss in these interim results. Can you explain what's going on there? Because previously, um, obviously, the, the financial results have been quite healthy. Yeah, these are the half-year results, of course, and there's, there's five main reasons why we are predicting a loss will be reported next week. The first one is that for the first time in a long time, we had no major player sales in the summer to contribute to the profits. Um, the second is the um, 17 new contracts having been awarded or updated with players and those starting to come through in terms of costs. We're moving to a situation where we're no longer a property company. There's very little property contribution coming through to the bottom line at the moment. Commercial income still remains rather static under the historic deals that were signed to fund the Emirates, not bringing in as much as the competitors in the marketplace now. And finally, just the way the first half of the financial year falls, set against when we've played fixtures, we've had less fixtures in the first half this year, and they bring in a large proportion of our revenue through match day income. So you put those factors together, and we think there'll be a small loss um, reported next week, which is the first time that's happened for a while. It's not something uh, terribly significant, though, in the sense that it it doesn't mean that Arsenal are uh, in a bad position financially, does it? No, it doesn't. In some ways, the underlying position is is one that's strengthening because we want to be in a situation where the manager doesn't feel that he needs to sell a player each summer as part of generating cash to to strengthen his squad elsewhere. We want to be pulling our players under contract for good ones so they can't be stolen from elsewhere. And the underlying, I think, Arsenal business is still strong, although what the club absolutely has to watch is that at the moment we're in a situation where our football income roughly matches our football expenditure, i.e. if you take out the property contribution, we spend what we earn. And in this ever-inflationary football um, world, we are going to have to keep earning more revenue to remain competitive. That means growing commercial income, really. That's all there is left to grow. Mm. And, of course, always being as, being, as, being as efficient as you can with football costs. Is our squad the right size? 
are some players getting paid too much. But if we debated that, we'd be here till tomorrow, wouldn't we? <laughs> I think so. You talk about the, uh, the the commercial side of things, and I think that's something the club have put a great deal of uh, or paid attention to over the last little while. We've seen new marketing directors come in, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And you talk about the deals uh, that were done at the time, um, which were absolutely necessary uh, to get us where we are now in terms of the stadium, etc., being built. But is there a sense that certain deals might be renegotiated or that commercial uh, income can be increased through other things? I know we've uh, we've heard whispers that there might be a summer tour this year, for example. I think the really big year for Arsenal, and there's a little way to go, is 2014. That's when some of the main contracts, um, Nike and Emirates on the shirts, can be renegotiated. And what the club are very conscious of doing now is building the collateral and improving the offer that they can go out to the marketplace in. And one thing they must do is demonstrate that the club is internationally focused. And I think we'll see an announcement going of going to the Far East, almost certainly to Japan, which I think is part of keeping Arsene Wenger happy because, of course, he once managed there and knows the place quite well. But that's all part of rank, ramping up our commercial activity, bringing in a, a club that they will a club setup that they will hope to secure much bigger contracts on going forward. The opportunity cost of our contracts at the moment set against what our competitors have is between 15 and 20 million pounds a year. So there is quite a lot to play for. What about the uh, the property? I know you said that that's more or less at an end now. Is there still some dealing to be done there? I think if you want a flat in Highbury Square, there's probably less than 25 left. We'll know the exact figure next week, but that's nearly done. There's the big site at Queensland Road, which the club will look to sell in one go. Unlike Highbury Square, where Keith Edelman fancied himself as a bit of a property magnet, property developer, I think, Arsenal will sell that to a developer and just pocket the cash for the sum. It's roughly worth about one Andy Carroll. Um, maybe maybe a bit more, depending on what you think is, Andy is Carroll real is worth. Yeah, well, this is it. It's real worth of the transfer. <laughs> oh, I think it might be worth just one block, and there's two blocks there. But right. it's, that, it's that kind of amount. It's one, it's one kind of very... One very good player, and I think that will probably be sold somewhere in the next year to 18 months, and that will partly fill the gap until we get to this bigger commercial income. But in essence, what we will see from next week is the, is the ending of Arsenal's days as a football and property company, which they've had for several years, and back to being concentrated on just being a football operation. And in terms of the, uh, the money that the manager has at his disposal, we've heard time and time again that there's money there for him in the transfer market if he wants to use it. Um, will this impact... Uh, what he has to spend, the fact that the the results are slightly less good uh, than they have been, or is that still sort of ring-fenced as part of the overall budget? Now, Arsenal supporters shouldn't worry that this means that there is, you know, a, a, a worsening financial situation. There is still very good cash inside the club. There's still the transfer proceeds account, which has the monies that are ring-fenced for future investment in players. You know, in a simplistic term, the Colo Torre and Adebayor money is still there, and the club finances are underlyingly healthy so you know there is more than enough money here to absolutely keep all of the existing squad together if they wish and certainly add to it with one or two top talented players so no need for major alarm there not that we could find the Torres 
uh, um, uh, 50 million, but I certainly think, you know, we could bring in the equivalent of, a, of, of another Nasri and Koscielny, that kind of level of signing. All right. OK, Tim, listen, we better leave it there. Thanks very much indeed. Thank you. You can find more details of the Arsenal Supporters Trust on their website, which is arsenaltrust.org. Uh, or you can follow Tim himself on Twitter. It's twitter.com forward slash Tim Payton. That's P-A-Y-T-O-N. So give him a follow uh, if you want to chat with him about Arsenal's finances or any of the other good stuff that the Arsenal Supporters Trust does. Now, Wembley, Sunday, the Carling Cup final, and a chance to put to bed this Arsenal haven't won a trophy in X amount of years thing that's gone on. Obviously, it's a little more tricky than it would have been if we'd had Sesk fit and Theo fit. However... There's other good team news. Robin Van Persie is back. Lauren Koscielny is back. Abu Diaby is back. So um, it, it's kind of swings and roundabouts a little bit. I don't know which is the good one out of those, the swing or the roundabout. Um, but obviously, it'd be much better for everyone if Sask was fit and if Theo was fit and we had a, a fully fit squad going into this. But then this is Arsenal, etc., etc. As I said earlier, you've got to feel for Sask. Arsenal are in a cup final. He's the captain of the team. And, you know, you really want him to be there and lead us out. And hopefully at the end of 90 minutes, be there and lift up a trophy. But uh, football is a bit cruel sometimes. There are other... Big finals and big players didn't appear in them. I think it was, was it Skulls and, and Keane who missed out in the 99 Champions League final? Um, and it's not the same. Even if we win it, it won't be the same for Cesc. But uh, the important thing is that we win it because it's uh, something that's more important than Cesc Fabregas. It's something that's hugely important for the club and for this team because they've got to make the next step now. They've got to back up this talent and promise and potential that we've seen, and we haven't always seen in great consistency, but we've seen enough of it, and they've got to back that up now with a trophy. And uh, while on the one hand I'm, I'm confident, on the other I'm slightly fearful of not winning this because of the, the knock-on effects it might have. Um and what it might mean to the fans' faith in the team and everything. But I'm not going to think negatively. I'm going to think positively. We've beaten Birmingham already this season. Obviously, they're going to be up for it big style because it's a cup final. Um, But I think if we go out and we play the way we can play, it's not as if we don't have reasonable replacements for the players that are missing. I suspect Diaby will start in the centre of midfield. Um where Fabregas would have been, and I think Nasri will play on the right-hand side. I think we'll see Van Persie in the middle, of course, up front, and Arshavin on the left. And the rest of the team pretty much picks itself then. And we know that if they go out and they give it everything they've got, that they can win any game. We also know, and we've seen a few times this season, that unless they give it everything they've got, uh, things can go a bit wrong. But it is a huge chance... Uh, for this team and for some of them who haven't been in the team that long, Jack Wilshire, Chesney, to win a trophy. It's a chance for someone like Robin Van Persie, who's been in the team for years and years and hasn't won a thing, to win something at last. And for these players to go out and pick up a winner's medal, I think what it will do for the team uh, is immeasurable. It'll give them that confidence and that belief that they need, that they can, uh, they know that they can win things. We've been in finals since our last trophy. We've lost the Champions League final. We've lost the Carling Cup final. 
So it's not as if we haven't had the chances. But we won't ever have a better chance of a trophy than this. We could be facing much sterner opposition, and that's not to underestimate Birmingham in any way. But we could be facing much sterner opposition. But if we play the way we know we can play and everything clicks, then I think at the end of the 90 minutes, we're going to be happy. And I know I mentioned earlier on that it was a sort of a momentous day for Arsblog as well. The Carling Cup final is taking place on the ninth birthday of Arsblog. How about that? Nine years ago this Sunday, I sat in my office in uh, my office. It was the top of the house in, in Barcelona, the solarium which was rather fantastic. I missed that room because on either side you had a terrace. And on the terrace, there was generally sunshine, what with it being Barcelona. And I sat in that office one day and I said to myself, I need to do a website because uh, I was trying to do web design, all that kind of stuff. And I came up with this fantastic concept. It was called The Church of Bob. And I soon realized that there wasn't really enough material to uh, help me update a website based around the mythical church of, of Robert Perez, where he was the priesty guy and we were all his swooning disciples. And so I thought about, well, what was it? Let's extrapolate here a bit and what comes after. Well, Perez played for Arsenal and Arsenal. I could do a blog about Arsenal. What would you call a blog about Arsenal? Arse blog. And lo and behold, it was born. And here we are, in the blink of an eye, nine years later, and we're playing the Carling Cup final on that very day. And I hope, I hope, I hope that it's a good omen. Not that I believe in omens, really, but I hope it is. So what else is there to say? Other than it's Arsblog's birthday. The Arsenal are playing in a cup final at Wembley. We could lift some silverware. Come on. Well, what can you do? I don't know what else to say other than let's win this fucking thing. Let's just win it and then kick on from there. And win more things, and then more things, and then more things, and then go for another period without winning anything, and everyone will get miserable, and then slowly, 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 and then we win more things, and that's the way it goes. But it's about time we won something. And I really hope the boys uh, can do us proud on Sunday. Those of you who are going, uh, enjoy yourselves. The rest of us will be watching on and keeping fingers crossed and everything else uh, that we can get the right results. So until next week's Arscast, take it easy. Here's to victory here's the silverware here's to a trophy on sunday until next time take it easy cheers bye-bye Hello, Mommy. Shawcross here. Oh, Shawcross need lift home, Mommy. Shawcross so upset. Oh, play Arsenal. Everything go wrong. Shawcross so upset. Shawcross cry. And tears go down Shawcross face into mouth. And Shawcross eat tears. So tomorrow, Shawcross tears become poo and chakras cry out on bottom yes mummy
Yes, we lose game. But worse, Chakras not break anyone leg. How can Chakras not be not that kind of player when he not do something to not make him that kind of player? Oh, mommy, I need lollipop and to suckle just for a minute. 